We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Louise. young talent. And I'm Louise. And you're listening to the before. content is profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to create the content that turns into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. He he almost just went over me on that one right there. Guys, today, unbelievable episode. Podcasting 101 and how to monetize it. Ah, mm. So good. Yep. A lot of people that reach out have so many questions about this. And yep. I can't wait to bring all the secrets with our guests. Yep. But before we get started, please don't forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and make sure that uh, we know that you're subscribed. So that way you know when the episodes come out. Well, that was hard. Um, <laughs> don't forget to follow us on social media at Go. We're happy to answer any questions and uh, any DMs. That's right, guys. I think someone has had a little too much caffeine today. Yes. But that being said, guys, if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you're going to, don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. All right. We remember the first time we saw today's guest. We were looking at some people getting their headshots done by a professional photographer. All of a sudden, I hear someone talking about their email list. Immediately caught our attention. You could tell he was no small player. Who was this guy? If you have been around the ClickFunnels community, you have either heard or seen today's guest. He doesn't only have one of the coolest accents in the podcasting game, he also has the most epic eye-catching t-shirt that has ever been made. Yes, I'm talking about the t-shirt with Russell Brunson's face all over it. Today's guests help coaches, course creators, and agency owners create prof profitable podcasts that bring themselves in 30 days. He hit over 260 grand in revenue in 12 months, spoke at Russell Brunson's mastermind stage, and he has helped launch over 125 podcasts. Wow. Wow, guys, please welcome host of the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement, podcast launch expert, and podcasting royalty, Mr. Jamie Atkinson. What's up? I am hype. Oh my God, I can't tell you how excited I am. Guys, man, you <laughs> have one hell of a podcast intro. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, thank you, brother. Uh, it means the world to us that you are here with us. We can't tell you how excited we are that we finally got you onto the show, man. We have so many questions for you. Oh, yeah. Man, how wild was that photo shoot, though? <laughs> Honestly, like, what a what a what a scenario, right? To meet for the first time, I love it. Uh, uh, amazing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I, I remember, I was like, whoa, like <laughs> email list, and then you you were just talking about it. I, I think it was Nate, the photographer, and I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And then it's the like, and, and for the people listening, like when I said like what a photo shoot, I bet they're wondering like, well, what kind of what kind of photo shoot was yeah. it? It wasn't anything. But it was just marketers. Shirts, just marketers, yeah, guys. shirts yeah. were on. I mean, we gotta say that, you know, we're we're all wearing t-shirts. That's fine. Yeah, that's and right. pants. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Fancy. You know, I know as he was as he was writing that intro, I'm like, okay, just make sure that that doesn't sound any like weird, please. We're uh, we're a that, PG yeah. show. That's Does anybody wear pants anymore? I mean, I don't. Right? Not, not not with COVID. I mean, right? Like, that, who needs pants? That's why we're recording this 
top on, that's it, right? Like, <laughs> nobody can see the rest, but it's exactly. just one of those, like, dressing for the podcast, right? But on the other side, we're all, all comfy. Guys, if you're listening right now or watching, uh, we are fully clothed. There's nothing weird right here. Okay, awesome. Digging a hole. Awesome, yes. Come on, Fonzie. He, he always blames it on me, but it's okay. Jamie, um, for, for those listening, man, like how, how do you get started in this game? Like, where are you from? Like, what's your journey? Like, yeah, tell us, like, we're, we're dying to know. Oh my guys, it, it's a fun story. And, um, I kind of, I'm, I'm so grateful. Like I'm so, so lucky. And you know, when I, yeah, I listen to so many online entrepreneurs and I am not a huge fan of the bro marketers. I mean, you know how I mean, right? Like, Hey, look at me and my mansion and my jet flying <laughs> around with like the lamborghinis but like yeah. when i talk about our lifestyle it, it can sound a little bit like that like we we <laughs> are lucky enough to travel full time yeah. um it wasn't super sexy at first it was one dollar hostels with cockroaches and all the nasty <laughs> stuff you can imagine it comes with it Fun stuff. but um i actually i'm from the uk originally i yeah. got into entrepreneurship about three years ago i used to be a sales guy i used to sell sofas um oh, wow. which is a pretty good job i mean not many people get to sit on the butt and talk to people for a living that was well i guess we do right like that's how we do it nowadays but like that was that was my gig um i ended up leaving my job um basically because i got through under the bus my sister got super ill um she ended up getting cancer and at the time i'd gone for this wild promotion and i said to my boss like hey this stuff has just happened and my sister's not well like, I can't take this promotion. I have to go back to the store I was in. Yeah. And essentially, he was like, well, listen, you you took the promotion. So you either take the promotion or you can go back to the other store, but you'll no longer be a manager. You'll just be a salesperson. Wow. And I was like, wow. Not to start off on a negative, but like, that was pretty rough. So yeah. within two months, I was like, hey, look, like, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to take the salesperson job. And I, I remember driving back home to my mom's house because I lived about an hour away. Yeah. And I sort of lay out the news and she's like, you're an idiot. I was like, whoa, like <laughs> lay off me, mom. Like what's going on? And she said, no, the last 12 months you've been going away, traveling. You know, you went away six or seven times, these little mini trips, like now's your chance, like go. So thank God for my mother who pushed me to do it. And, awesome. you know, in 2017, we ended up leaving. Um, I was by myself about three months later in Thailand. I met my now amazing girlfriend, Gina, who we run the company together. Um, and basically I started off guys as a, uh, as a freelance writer. Um, I was in Thailand, literally doing the whole Tim Ferriss four hour work week. I would <laughs> wake up in the morning. I was writing a thousand word articles for $20 a pop. That's what I was doing. And I would write wow. 40,000 words a week and that a day. And that was like, oh my Ooh. God, like it was crazy. Like yeah. we were getting through 40 articles a week. Yeah. Very, very difficult. And three, three years later, here we are. We're now making podcasts, which is so fun. Amazing. Wow. That, that's a crazy, crazy story. Yeah, definitely. I mean, is there any like podcast episode or articles about your travels? Because I'm sure I want to go and read all <laughs> you know those what? or listen to all oh those. Oh my God. We don't even talk about travel that much, which is interesting yeah. because like it's it's such an easy hook to pull people in, right? And, yeah. and we just don't leverage it enough. And it's kind of funny because all of my friends that, that travel and, and who do the same thing as us, we joke because what we'll do is we'll take our laptop, we'll go out on yeah. the front porch, we'll take a really great photo, like, ah, oh, working from the beach. And then we take our laptop, go back inside yeah. onto the bed and continue to work for 12 hours straight. And <laughs> it essentially is like that as a digital nomad. Like you you just get yeah. the glamour shot and then you go and work your ass off in 
100 degree heat for like the rest of the time <laughs> and, and that's basically it wow. so yeah we don't we don't talk about it much but we've been grounded in america for six months now like we yeah. haven't been able to go anywhere Yeah, I, I definitely relate to those pictures and going <laughs> yeah. back because when I when I first started my entrepreneurship, you know, uh, journey, uh, I would literally sit at the kind of like at the patio of the house and be like, yeah, you know, laptop lifestyle. Um, look at this lake that we have in front of the house. And it'll be like, okay, I'm just going back to my room. I keep working in there. And at the point yeah, I right. wasn't making any money and nothing, right? So it was that bro marketing that you're talking about, but... But way sadder if you can put it away. Yeah, I, lo I love it. Do you, Jamie? Do you always have like that uh, that travel bug with you? Because a lot of the people that get into entrepreneurship or like even content creation, you know, there's always like an element there that of people wanting to yeah. do something else, wanting to experience. I think it's that more freedom things. element, right? Yeah, and uh, and we the met, lifestyle, right? Exactly, and we met uh, this amazing inter entrepreneur like last week, uh, Steven, and he's like, dude, I call money uh, fun coupons, right? Yeah, and it's like it, that allows me to have these amazing fun experiences with everybody that I meet so do you do you always had that bug or how, how do you see your relationship with money at the time was this part of the plan man it's so funny because I have such a had such a tainted relationship with money and and nobody nobody gets this about me because everybody who sees how much we travel is like oh you must have always wanted to travel no like I left <laughs> school at 16 didn't go to college went straight into a full-time career like worked my ass off wanted to be this career focused person and I didn't go and do any proper travel stuff till 2016 and, it, and it's so funny guys because I remembered being um, at this desk in this uh, I'd gone to work in this remote store I was there for three weeks covering another manager I was working non-stop I'd done overtime done all this extra stuff got all these extra days accounted for I was like, oh man, like I need to get away. So I ended up like booking a flight. I left the next day. I went to Berlin, first stop. I was in Berlin for one night and someone was like, hey, Jamie, you should go to Prague. Prague's cool. I was like, sounds cool. Got a train, <laughs> went up to Prague. And then I got to Prague and two days later, the dude I'd met in Berlin was like, hey, Jamie, it's Oktoberfest. You heard of that, right? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> bratwurst and beer and girls, like, let's go. So I got another train like down to Munich to go to Oktoberfest, managed to go and see this Bayern Munich game, like went to this football oh, wow. game out of the blue, turned out to be a record scoring game. Um, Lewandowski <laughs> scored five goals in 10 minutes, still a record to this day. I was like, we whoa, this is alive, right? Yeah, insane. Okay. Oh my God, incredible. <laughs> I was there. Like I kept having these local German people throwing beer over me because they were all celebrating so much. And uh, I ended up going back. And after that six day experience, I sat down in my desk and, um, I was telling all the people I worked with, like, hey, this was such a cool experience. And this one lady, she goes, wow, I bet you can't wait till next year to do that again. And I was like, uh -uh, no wow. way. And I remembered like coming back from that trip and I, and I typed in on the laptop, I typed in how to work and travel. And that's where I discovered a guy called Sean Ogle, who actually we're friends now. And um, I went and I started my very first blog. Mm. And starting my blog a year later is what led me to another guy who helped me to figure out how to freelance right online and that was the beginning of everything so what's interesting wow. is even though i'd never traveled before that travel and desire to travel seeded entrepreneurship in me it was crazy that is that is crazy i love how you mentioned there's seeded entrepreneurship in you and i think everybody not everybody but like all entrepreneurs right now have that one moment for them that is like no i need This to 
figure it out and then yeah. they go on Google and they type <laughs> in how to XYZ, right? Um, I remember, right? I mean, yeah. for me specifically, we were working with two to six years old and as fun as that was, right? Like <laughs> it got to a point where we're like, okay, like I need a break from this or I'm never going to want to have kids ever <laughs> in my life, right? And I mean, that, that's, that was my Google moment when I went home and I was like, how to have my own business, right? How to build my, my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And and we actually we were talking this with Steven that you mentioned right now, right now. We came across a Ty Lopez advertisement, right? And we we're joking like, wow, how many entrepreneurs have come like started because of Ty Lopez ads yeah, and all this that. Was what like five years ago, four years ago? Yeah, it was a ab while back. About yeah. five years ago, <laughs> and it was that like once you have a taste of it, because then we started doing our own thing, right? We got one client, and once we had a taste of it kind of like realizing that we have the capacity in, of, in us to succeed, right? To build something and to achieve that freedom. We were like, no, no, there's no going back. I, I quit my other job as a server. So I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm making it big guys. I'm making it big. So, and then five yeah. years later, here we are trying to do the same thing. Hey, like, but, but, but executing, we, we, working better. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, we have achieved more of that freedom, right? Yes. And which is awesome. And not only that, like the, what we call it, the collateral revenue, right? Yeah. Which for us is building these relationships, like like right now, right? It's absolutely amazing. So I can wait. Guys, I think I think as well, like it compounds, and that's just what mm -hmm. I love about podcasting. Is like I I've seen yeah. this with your guys' show, right? Like people are right now starting to really pay attention. Why? Yeah. Because you guys have been doing it for such a period of time now that it starts to compound on itself. And I love this idea of like relationship compounding with podcasts it's like mm -hmm. hey like yeah. you guys do an interview with me then i tell my buddy i'm like yo i was just on this interview with these amazing two dudes like yeah. check out their intro it was boss right and <laughs> i'll tell people and they'll tell people and then other people will come on the show and it's this compound effect that just explodes yeah i think you know i mean we talked about it last week a lot it's like you know business is really a bunch of relationships right and uh and value is created from both sides right because you might have a problem that we might have the solution for and if we don't then we're gonna give you somebody hopefully that can solve that problem to you but at the same time i i feel like this this project this podcast right started as a as a need like it was in the books it's like we have to do this because everybody else is doing it but before covid this thing like hits really bad and uh we're like okay what do we do now with the time like okay let's do this is the show finally we got time to produce the show we're actually gonna do it live to remove the friction to edit anything like we're just gonna go do it and we're actually yeah. gonna do it three times a week And it was like impossible scenario first, like three months ago, we never thought this was possible. And now it is. And we're building amazing relationships. And it's something like, you know, you talk about every single day. Um, were you guys publishing so, before you started the podcast? So, were you doing any kind of publishing? <laughs> so funny story. <laughs> so we actually, you know, uh, we transitioned our agency a couple times before. And we finally, after working with Steve Larson for a while, we landed, like, you know, in the thing that we actually do that we're really, really good at. And um, with that, we will go out to different businesses and actually try to sell them on on content right and we'll have these conversations and like ah look at these people look at all these clients that are ha having amazing results and they'll go back to us and be like well what about you guys and uh you yeah. know at the time because <laughs> we pivoted in the first three years quite a while Fonz is like i'm just gonna delete everything <laughs> And, you know, then Russell says, like, never, ever, ever do that. No, right? Yeah. Delete it. Right? Like, he gets real mad. Yeah, yeah. real mad. That, that was me right there. So, Fonz is like, you know, we're starting off from fresh, and we have some followers, but, you know, everything. So, they're like, you guys have nothing. So, we, had, we have to come back and sit down and have a really, really honest conversation and be like, hey, should we, what do we do? 
and uh, we were swamped with client work. We thought we didn't have the time to do this, mm -hmm. and we came up with something called the, the minimal viable content. For us, that meant going Facebook Live for 45 days straight. You know, and the story is a little bit longer, but long story short, uh, day 20, we actually had to stop publishing Facebook Lives because we got so much business out of it. And we're like, holy Love crap. That. So then we built the systems, you know, we got there and we're like, okay, it's time to do it again. After Funnel Hacking Live, we did it again. About day six, 16, Fonzie had to stop because the same scenario. And I'm like, no, I'm committed. So my, if you go back and you see my Facebook Lives is at 11.30 at night because I'm like, that's the time I was walking the dogs after fulfilling. So now COVID happens, right? And then we're like, okay, this is the time. We have the time now because a big client just canceled out. They closed all the stores. Let's do it. So we decided to take that minimal viable con uh, content concept and bring it to podcasts where we actually publish live. So from now, you know, in I think less than three months, it's been 50 plus episodes. Uh, I think it was like $15,000 revenue from it just from the show, which has been really cool because it turned into a really cool experiment to not just build re relationships, but also help the business in a time of need. So thank you yeah, for that question. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. dude, I love it because that's crazy. So from the start point in literally three months, not only are you way more well known, you guys did over 15K in revenue and that's building every month. Yes, yeah, that is correct. Off, guys. Good job. <laughs> yeah, Good job. thank you. So uh, I want to, I want to like throw the ball on your court now, and uh, through this crazy journey, like I'm very interested to know if there was like a really challenging time where you were like, hey, this is like this is it. I'm gonna try something different, right? Uh, because we've certainly had our fair share of crazy moments where we had sat down and we're like, is this really something that we really want to do? And somehow we end up pushing through that obstacle and continue the journey, right? So I'm very curious to see, like, because you also have a crazy story of going around, right? So how, like, what was that moment? And then how do you push through it? Like, how do you go through that obstacle? Man, I love this question because, um, it, it's crazy to think back and, and, I was, I was speaking to Gina the other day, my girlfriend, and we were talking about this and we said, wow, 12 months ago, we were like just getting started with the business that we're in today. And, and yeah. that was in May of like 2019 that we launched the podcast Profit Lab. Yeah. And before that, um, I was on my seventh failed business before that. And mm -hmm. to take you guys through it, I mean, we already talked about the freelance writing. I went blog freelance writing. I launched a Pinterest course. I launched an Instagram course. I became a Pinterest marketing agency. Basically, some guy in my Pinterest course was like, hey, can I just pay someone to do this? And I was like, you can pay me. And now I became a Pinterest agency. <laughs> and like we, we, that was, you know, I was like, wait, why would I send you somewhere else? I'll just charge you $2,000 a month and do it for you. Yeah. So we, yeah. we scaled that to about $8,000 a month. Pinterest wiped me out. They had an algorithm update, lost all my clients pivoted to a Facebook ad agency, started selling to orthodontists. This was right at um, November, December time. And me and Gina were in Thailand. And the, the craziest shift for me absolutely happened at Funnel Hacking Live. And I know that's cliche because every man and his dog who's been to that event says, oh, Russell, save my life. But like <laughs> genuinely, it happened there. Oh, yeah. And what happened was, you know, we were in Thailand. And at the time, I was super burnt out. And I don't know if you guys have felt this, but you know, entrepreneurship is a lonely road. It's even more lonely when you travel because mm. as much as it's nice to be able to see people passing through and have, um, you know, new people every day, 
they're gone within two or three days. Like if you stay in a hostel, it's a constant recycling of people. So Mm. going through this challenge of trying to build my business and having nobody around me and feeling constantly like overwhelmed, I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, man, I'm just exhausted. I said, if we don't change something soon, I'm going to either have to go back home to England and she's American. So that would have meant we would have had to split up. I said, or I've got to find my people. Like I need to be surrounded by people who are like me. And we'd just gone through the one funnel away challenge. We had heard Russell and Steven like publish, 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 right? We knew the importance. And I actually just pulled up a a screenshot of a Facebook post back in November of uh, 2018, where I'm like, hey guys, I'm coming to Funnel Hacking Live. We're flying from Thailand. Like we don't have any (laughs) money. We spent all our money on plane tickets and we're staying at the resort, but we can't afford any money to eat. So we're going to have peanut butter sandwiches. And it was basically (laughs) like this call out and in this post i said but i'm gonna document my journey yeah with a podcast and so we get there in february to funnel hacking live and the first day i rock up and i I start meeting people and if you guys ever meet me in person i am the extroverts extrovert like so over the top it's ridiculous we saw you like passing by and we felt the heat you know that's that's yeah i get it i get it i mean with, with, with that shirt you were wearing you know it it's pretty yeah, easy to spot you so like but it's because i love it like for me like yeah, the very yeah. first time i was there it was just this energy of like these mm-hmm. are my people and like i was so excited because i had glimpses of it i'd have the occasional people i'd meet at a co-working space or a hostel who we'd like share and have a conversation And here I was in this room with thousands of these people. And I was like, I just want to speak to everybody. And I would go up and I would introduce myself and I would speak to people. I would bring people together. And one of the biggest things that I found was on the very first day, people were like, cool, what do you do? And I'm like, like, uh, (laughs) I sell, I I sell to orthodontists. And what actually was the case was like, I wanted to sell to orthodontists, but I didn't have any customers, right? Like that was the situation. And I, and I found my way through it the first day, kind of like, oh, I'm, an agency and I serve dentists and I do this and I do that. And I laugh because Cherie is actually here on the Facebook live and Cherie was one of the first people I met and she's in dentistry. So she's like, Oh my God, dentist. That's my people. I'm like, Oh shit. I was like, she knows dentists and I'm out of my death. Oh, here we go. I'm in trouble. Right. And uh, anyway, so the very first uh, talk that I listened to, we go into the room and it's Nicholas Bailey. Okay. Nicholas is talking about your mess becomes your message and Mm. the message I won't go too much into it, but like it hit me right in the heart. He basically said like he was this person that would not tell people the truth of a situation. And the very first time that he just broke down crying on stage and just telling people how hard his life had been and the struggles and just for the very first time ever being completely transparent, yeah. literally crying on stage, didn't even talk about his product, had his best day ever. All wow. the people in the room just became magnetically attracted to him because he shared all of his mess. And I was like sitting in my seat and this moment went off in my head where I was like, I'm broke, I'm proud, and I don't want to tell people about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, and if I can get over that and I can just walk out of this room and say to people, I'm terrified and we're here on a whim and I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do, but I know I'm in the right place something's going to change. And yeah. that's what I did. I stepped out of the room. Next person I met is like, hey, I'm Jamie. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm terrified. we got no money. I'm eating cheese sandwiches because uh, Gina was up in the room making cheese sandwiches with an iron. Like legit, wow. like had an iron on some towels making sandwiches. And 
it was it was terrifying but liberating and i i started yeah, to be yeah. super honest and transparent with these people and i ended up connecting with so many people at such a deep level it was unlike anything i'd experienced in my entire life and at the end of this event i i was just unraveled at like all of these amazing people i'd met and the community and the connection and this this i was home right i'd found my people and then i was like we gotta leave I was like, I can't leave. Like, these are my people. Like, <laughs> everyone stay. Like, we're not going, right? I, I know. It's like, please out. be this. Like, the the like, just continue to be like this. I want right, <laughs> Russell. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. Dude. Keep it going. Let's stop, right? And uh, and he could, right? He could keep going. And then we were presented with the yeah. two comma club X, right? The thirty thousand dollar investment, right? Twenty five hundred dollars a month. And I laughed when they presented it. I was like, ah, maybe next year. And then I went upstairs and I told Gina about it. I was like, oh, there's this there's this program, and we laughed. And she's like, oh, we could never afford that. And then I laughed knowing full well I could never do it. And I couldn't sleep the whole night. And I wake up the next day and I'd heard Nick Fitzgerald talking on stage about having exactly the same experience and jumping in and getting this transformation. And I'm sat in my state seat. The countdown time is on. There's like an hour left. Garrett White comes on stage. And boy. <laughs> Game over. That's it. I in trouble, <laughs> right? And I, I watched this yeah. back and the, the dude just absolutely electrified me. And what was powerful was he is he asked me, and just as he asked everybody one-to-one -one in the room, yeah. like, have you asked permission from yourself? And I was like, no, I asked Gina's permission. I asked the person I sat next to his permission. I asked everybody. I was like, do you think I should do this? But I never asked myself, should yeah. I do this? And in that moment, I like stood up, went to the back of the room, signed up, had 1,300, 1,200, 1,100, like, I don't even know, let, not a lot of money in my bank account. The first payment's 2,500 bucks. And I end up putting it on like two cards, max out my credit card. And the dude pulls us up on stage. He's like, if you just signed up in the last 15 minutes, come up on stage. And I laugh because I have the recording and my face <laughs> is as white as a sheet. Like I look <laughs> like somebody just killed like my parents. Like it was terrible. I was absolutely haunted on stage. <laughs> but I remember as I walked up on stage and as I stood up there, I heard people shouting my name, like, go on, Jamie. I like, and it was all of these people that I'd met throughout this experience. And there must have been five, 10, 15, like 20, easily 20 plus people yeah. who, as I walked up on stage, screamed my name. And as I was stood on stage, I could hear them like, yes, Jamie, you've done this. And like, I was in this moment where I was like, wow, like I found my people. These people are rooting for me, yeah. not because they need to, but because I've just shared this honesty. And after coming out of that and signing up for this wild program, I was like, I've got to keep that connection going and share that honesty. And that's where the podcast came from. Because I wanted to find a way to publish and just start sharing this honestly and this truth. And you guys will love it. Like if you go back to the original episodes of my podcast, it's like how I just signed up for a $2,500 program and I just had to give a $3,000 refund. That happened two <laughs> days after I signed up. Yeah. Right? Like, oh God, like what's happened? And then episode 16 where it says, I think I just got handed a million dollar business on a platter when somebody said, Hey, Jamie, you should do podcasting. Yeah. And it's really interesting to reflect on, like you guys said, like that journey of mm. that older content that really tells that story. And um, for me, it was, it was my liberation, like finding my people and finding my voice in a way that allowed me to be truly honest. And just to, just to be real honest with you guys and get real into it. Like, I was a sales guy for years. Yeah. I was programmed by the people I worked with to lie on a regular basis. Mm. I had been through that process for eight years, telling myself I needed to be the best I possibly could. But I became like a pathological liar. Like it was insane. And it took me 
years of entrepreneurship. I would say entrepreneurship is the best self-development you'll ever have in your life. Oh, it took me years to undo that. But the podcast was yeah. that first moment where I was able to really claim it back yeah. and say, the old me is dead. The new me is here. And it's the me that, that they talk about in One Funnel Away. And when they talk about in Funnel Hacking Live, about publishing, finding that voice, it was the voice of Here, here's who I am and people can then follow you from that and draw their own inspiration from it. So that is very long winded to say, that's Love how I it. started my podcast, right? Amazing. Wow. I was like completely magnetized by, yeah. your, by your message and your story, man. Yeah. That was incredible. This was a masterclass on storytelling for sure, man. I was like, <laughs> Where, where's the popcorn? We forgot the popcorn today, man. It was absolutely <laughs> amazing. And I love even more than the storytelling, the message, right? Yeah. Like just like, Finding that transparency and making your mess your message. I mean, I, I've heard it before, not gonna lie, that you gotta make your mess your message, but I don't think I have ever someone explain it so well through their own story yeah. as you just it did. Just hit me. When he said it, it just hit me like a ray of light of I have to just be honest with yeah. people. Yeah. And it was terrifying. It, it, it is. I mean, and, uh, you know, we've, we've gone through our first share of, of stories, maybe not as deep as, as yours. But the same thing happened to us at that event. And it's been a couple of events, you know, we went to Steve's event as well. And, and just like being around the same kind of people. And, you know, in, in content, we talk about that greatly about community, the people that think just like you do, that support you, that are there with you. And you're probably experiencing it on your Facebook group with your own community. People are starting this journey together and that's amazing. So that's what you found in that event. That's what we found in those events as well testing our message you know what happened give me feedback and just be open about it and like you said the, the number one self-development tool a hundred percent i mean for those starting their journey oh, yeah. if you're listening right now and you're trying to get into this especially content because uh, you gotta be transparent you gotta document what's going on you gotta be real and uh, what we found is like this is a very awesome tool like a therapy tool kind of like you just oh. let it go and you know put it out there and then the people that are attracted are going to support you and dude if they're not okay with it that's fine you don't have to be their friend you know filter them out it doesn't matter you're just going to attract your same people that's okay yeah no. and it's scary because like the more authentic you are the more your people find you you know and like mm -hmm. i i love looking at like really high profile examples of this like i was on an interview with josh 40 the other day we, we were talking about logan paul like i don't know if you guys yes. follow logan paul but like the yeah, dude was do. the most controversial <laughs> person on the internet and yeah. through his podcast from just blatantly being himself yeah. and being like hey here's who i am you should you guys should get to know me like he was able to completely re rehabilitate re rehabilitate yeah his whole image like people just 100%. saw him in a completely different light and like that's the power of it like if a dude like that who did those many things wrong can be honest and own it and share his message on a podcast. Anybody can, anyway. no matter how bad your shit is, like you'll be able to get through it. Yeah. Even if you aren't aware of it. Right. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. we, we could sit down here and talk about this like 24, like three more episodes for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, we I, love this topic. I, I think I got to know a little bit of Logan Paul for the first time when he did that whole, you know, like Japan thing. And I was like, dude, like, that's insane, right? Like, how can someone be like this? But at the same time, like, video content, you only see, like, those little snippets. And I yeah. think that's the advantage of a podcast, that it is just full-length, you know, conversation. Like, real you is probably 
more willing to show up, right? That in other type well, of, and of it's, content. It's not created, right? Like you guys are yeah. just like, we're just off the cuff having a conversation. Like yeah. there's no planning. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. a conversation where it leads you. Like I, I always joke, I say most of the most of the thoughts that we have are unconscious and my mouth is the worst for it because I'll say stupid stuff and I'll be like, oh man, why'd I say that? Like my brain just decided to spit it out. But you're right, like in that content, in that moment, you know, and, and podcast listeners, they love it. Like 80% of people listen to all of your podcasts, like the whole way through. Like yeah. imagine if your email list was like that, like, oh my God. Yeah, I I, I agree with that 100%. I, I mean, think the, it was, the, uh... the other day you had the conversation with these guys that like they show out of nowhere and they were like, oh yeah, Whoa. we've been listening since episode one. We're like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, no, we never knew him. They they were into Fun Hacking Life for the first time. And he the first thing he says when we jump on the call, he's like, hey, Luis, I feel like I know you more than you know yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, I am 100% sure you do because, you know, we're being completely honest and transparent in our shows and and anything that we put out there, even the Facebook lives. And that's the beauty of it because they, they get to know you as who you are, right? And then, which is very, this is very, I came to this thought that day. It's like, wow, if these guys end up being my clients, I want to perform like a thousand percent on and I want to make sure that what yep. I'm delivering is top 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 notch because they know me it is a relationship it's personal based and what you said about you know working in sales that they teach you how to lie i was in sales in the fitness industry right i was very lucky to be in an environment when maybe we didn't see it as lying i had very good support from the owners and we dealt with a lot of people that actually were getting results but at the same time the the tactic of like, hey, I'm trying to convince you that this is the solution that you want versus, hey, let me present you with this option. Do you want it? And if you don't, yeah. that's okay. What? Where's the next person? Those are the conversations. More you know? of that volume approach, volume over anything. Exactly. And you know, I, I love this. And, and like, I'm a big fan of Myron Goldman. He says the same thing. Like the idea of, hey, convincing is all about trying to get somebody to do something for your own selfish needs. But if yes, you're persuading, yeah. you're trying to convince, you're trying to persuade them to buy something that's going to benefit them. Right. And like, this is what I love about podcasting is it's that environment where you're not in a sales environment. You're not in an environment where you're trying to convince anybody of something. You're literally yeah. getting to know people and connecting with people. Your audience connects with you. And it's that level of trust that you just can't get on any other platform. It's insane. Yeah. So we actually had, uh, well, with Michael, I think she says something really interesting that um, Michael Jones, that that resonated with me big time because a lot of people are very scared to put their message out there and their stories like you do, right? And and then um, you have the audience and they might react on a negative way. And then you're like, oh shoot, like I missed a mark on my message. And uh, she turned it around and she goes like, well, maybe they're not the right audience. Go find the right audience, right? And that's exactly what happened to all of us at those events because we're sharing our stories and you're like just attracting people. You're like, oh my God, they, like this matters. My message matters. So do you ever had an experience where you started to put your message out there, right? And uh, and you thought like, okay, I really need to change all of this. Uh, and then how, like, did that happen? Or is it something that never, never came to mind? This is really interesting because I think if you aren't getting criticism, then you're not marketing hard enough. And um, this, it's funny you mentioned McCall Jones. Like, I'm kind of lucky to be the only guy inside of her community. Actually, had to don this pink wig, and um, you know, that's another story for another time. Hashtag open loop. But um, like, with the with the big it. thing about that is what's really powerful is that when you do start to market really heavily that's when you pull out the haters and like man i can tell you there's been a lot of times like just this week so we're doing a big push right now into paid media dream 100 we're doing yeah. a lot of facebook ads we're really starting to scale and 
it really pulls out the people that hate you. You know, I had somebody that is like, messaged me an email this week who says dude you are messed up in the head you need to get yourself checked out and i was like all right and and these things you know uh, like i'm pretty resilient as a person and yeah. luckily sales gave me that this still sits with you right like oh yeah i still bring that up in conversation and, and like that's still something that can sit and weigh on you yeah and i was chatting to one of my buddies gabe schillinger the other day and he said the same thing he's like i've had to actually outsource my facebook comments to another person in my team because like i can't wow. take all of that abuse and criticism and people can be relentless, especially behind a keyboard when there's no accountability, yeah. people can really lay it on thick. One thing that I'm yeah. very, very appreciative about the podcasting platform is that most of the time when you're podcasting, you only get love. Like I've never really had a situation where somebody has responded negatively to a piece of my podcast content. It's almost always sales-based content that's being promoted or pushed out, or sometimes you get the occasional lunatic who's just, you know, the 1%. Um, and they're kind of fun to spot in the wild. You know, usually, like, I like to, like, see what happens next, like, follow them along, see who else they bump yeah. into and what happens and, you know, give them the warning. But it's really interesting with podcasting, you, you don't get a lot of that. And yeah. I think it's why it's so appealing for so many people because, you know, I have so many people that come to me who we end up starting these podcasts and, and they say, like, Jamie, like, I had um, somebody come to me a couple of weeks ago um, and they said, Jamie, I tried to do every other thing. I've tried Facebook Live. I've tried video. I've tried all of these other platforms. Yeah. But, like, it's hard. Like, I don't like being in front of people. I don't like yes. those live elements. And, like, I respect what you guys do to, like, get it done. But a lot of people struggle with that. And they yeah. they like the intimate nature of podcasting where it's like hey it's just a couple of people chatting you know hey yep. if you mess up that's okay yep. like people are super forgiving and you don't have to worry about high levels of production which is really interesting because you guys come in from a content approach and i love the way that you guys repurpose your show and it's interesting with podcasting that it's so much for a lot of people about this hey let's just do it raw and dirty and then other times you have people who want to go for the super high levels of production value. Yeah. And uh, I think it's interesting that there's those two different camps. Do you guys ever spot that? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, what, actually, one of the things that we we tell people when we start the, the content conversation, right, is yeah. we tell them, hey, message over production any single time. Once the message is there and you start getting people, you're probably eventually going to start getting clients and then you'll be able to afford the production. But again, it's what my brother was talking about before, that minimum viable content, right? At first, hey, this we tried to start this podcast <laughs> a year and a half ago, yeah. January 2019. We had all this equipment, January 2019. And we were like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to film with three cameras, you know, the mics, the audio. We're going to edit it super nice and, and sexy. Hey, we, did, <laughs> we recorded five episodes. We edited zero, none of yeah. them. And then we put all the equipment in the closet and it wasn't until we started over again but this time we were like okay again yeah message over production what is the the, the least amount of friction right for us yeah. to put our message out there hey you, you might just go live important. that's like, it yeah like if you have that friction like it's it's a nightmare and this is a large part of what we teach like we we even go one step further and we say hey it doesn't even matter if anyone listens to the show yeah. and like I, I say this to people and they're like what like i thought you were a podcast guy like you idiot like what are you talking <laughs> about but like we get people to yeah. focus just on like the different level like if you can just focus on doing the interviews and you don't worry even and this is interesting because it's probably a complete counter opposite to what you guys do in your business so bring sorry it. if i step on anyone's oh no no, photos, no, no, no like, dude, bring it we love this like okay. even 
even even with our angle we're like hey don't even worry about promoting it like forget yes. about all that stuff because and you guys know this the reality is when you're brand new when you're small it doesn't make a difference anyway yeah. right if you have got 100 people on the list and you've got a thousand people on your instagram you're just recycling the same people like poor wendy over there is being like bombarded with the three <laughs> different posts you did yeah. she's just like at home like with her cats like yeah. all right dude like i'll listen Sorry, to the wendy. podcast <laughs> and people get wrapped up in it and then yeah. they get overwhelmed and then they quit i mean the average podcaster does like seven episodes yeah so mm. many people That's quit crazy. because they can't keep up with the production yeah so we we go one level further we're like hey don't even worry about all that stuff focus on like fueling your business with the podcast yeah and then on the back end once you're consistent once you're rolling once you're rocking once you got people listening yeah. that's when you can turn it up in the other areas no, i i love that you bring this topic up because like yes our service is on the opposite end of that spectrum for people that are already there right but at the same time if you're talking to somebody that's just starting just like we did right it's like okay identify your points of friction if video is a friction then don't do it right then if you just need to sit down with your phone and then record your thoughts that is your minimum viable content right yep. it's like yeah. what's stopping you from hitting publish that's what you need to you identify consistent like that's exactly. the key like i'm 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 a big fan of Stu mclaren don't know if yeah. you guys listen to a lot of his stuff but like i remember listening to a podcast episode and he says the three things that's helped me grow my business more than anything else is going two levels deep on my who like yeah instead of serving like dog owners he's like i'm gonna help labrador owners right yeah two levels deep on the solution like okay instead of just helping every dog problem ever I'm going to help you if your dog choose the sofa, right? Like going super specific on the solution and then getting consistent with that message. Like yeah. two levels deep on the who solution and then being consistent was the key to how he scaled. And like, I listened to that. I was like, wow, like that's so simple, but pe yeah. people miss that. Like yeah. go narrow, get focused and then be consistent. Yeah, I mean, oh man, this is, I, I love this topic. Yeah, hold on, before you, you hold that thought because I uh, comments are coming in and thank you guys for those live. We really appreciate you. And you know, Charlene, we definitely, we want to encourage you to go do it because we were in your exact same situation. And what Charlene is doing is saying here uh, for those listening is that she might be a little bit afraid because she doesn't want to be one of those seven episode people. Like she's afraid to fail. Don't worry. Like it's, if it happens, that's a learning experience. And then you can share that story and you're going to feel so many of the people that you want to help with your message. So thank you for uh, bringing that comment on. I'm 100%. We are there with you. We were those people that failed after not even seven episodes, five. <laughs> we didn't even make it to seven. Yeah, so thank yeah. you, Shirlene, for uh, commenting in there for us. Yeah, thank you. And I love, you know, like what you were saying, Jamie, and I think, Shirlene, if you're listening right now, I think this yeah. is going to help you a lot. I think it's about the consistency. It's a, it's a habit right at the end of the day. And I'm actually reading this book right now. It's called Tiny Habits amazing. by Dr. BJ Fogg. Man, it's absolutely amazing. And he gives the example of, of um, flossing his teeth, right? He said, I wanted to do it, yet I was never doing it. And I was always getting in trouble with my dentist. He's like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to start with one tooth. Hey, that's perfectly fine. He started doing it. Eventually, he was doing two, three, and now he does them all twice a day, every single day, right? So, and I think it's the same way with publishing and with creating content. It, it doesn't have to be a podcast at 10 minute, 15 minute, 20 minute episode. You can do a one minute reflection if that's what is, you know, <laughs> that minimal Bible content. Yeah. Get it out there, right? Just start doing it. And eventually you're going to be feeling like doing two minutes, three minutes, and then that confidence in you is just going to build up and you're going to be, you know what? I'm ready to even start inviting other people, having these <laughs> conversations, 
I mean, I think that that's what happened with us when we did the 45 live. I remember the first one, I was like sweating in front of my desk. I was by myself at the office and I had like sweaty armpits talking to the one viewer that was probably my mom, right? And I was like, oh. So, I mean, how do you guys, what do you guys think about the why behind habits? Do you ever dig into this? The why behind habits? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I I, I follow um, a guy called Ian Stanley and and he's a great mentor, a copywriter. And um, I recently went through one of the trainings that he was going and we talked a lot about habits. But what was interesting is he said that without a strong why behind any habit, you won't do it. Yeah. Right. And and what I find interesting, and, and this is where I see a lot of people getting stuck. And I'm so glad Shelly mentioned this because so many people are afraid to start because they don't want to be just another statistic yeah. is that with those habits. And I, I love what you were saying there, Luis, and the idea behind, hey, if you just start and be consistent and just build it up, knowing that there's a reward at the end, yeah. like you'll get there. But like I, I still find that hard because, I mean, just like Shalene, like when I started my podcast, I couldn't do that because I was like, hey, I'm going to start my podcast. But if I'm not making money within three months, like I can't keep doing it. Like a lot of people are stuck in this trap. And Mm. one thing I would really encourage anybody listening to really think about is if you can make it real and one of the easiest ways to make something real is to make money from it, then you get such a level of why and drive and energy behind it that it will keep you going. For example, when I started my blog for the very first time, you remember that one all the way back in 2016, <laughs> Let's Get Jobless, great blog, um, definitely don't go read it. Um, oh my God, when amazing. I started that blog, I wouldn't have stuck with it. But yeah. within two months, I'd made $400. I was like, oh man, like this is real. Like I can make money from it. Yeah. And that fueled me to continue the pursuit of doing it every single day. So I would go one level deeper than your guys' answers and say like, yeah, it's great to do it as a habit because you've been told you need to do it. But this is one of my big issues. Like I love Russell. I love Steve. I love the message they share. I love the fact they say you've got to publish. The one thing I don't 100% agree with is that Russell will tell you, hey, you've got to publish every day for a year and then expect nothing back. And the reason I don't agree with that is that 99% of people can't do that. Yeah, I, I agree. The 1%, the 1% who do will have wild success. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't want to have 1% of my students having wild success. Like I want most of them to be able to have success. And my number one piece of advice is like, figure out how you can actually get success yeah. fast. Like if you Love can it. go into your podcast and say within a week, within a month, within two months, Here's what I need to do to be successful so that I can prove to myself this is worth doing. Then you'll stay way longer. Like one statistic I love, guys, and and this is one of my proudest, most proud things that our whole entire business has been able to do is that most people in podcasting quit within three months. Like 90% Mm -hmm. of people drop off within three months. Yeah. The people that have come through our process, 91% of them are still podcasting today. Amazing. That's Amazing. awesome. Well, I'm like, I'm so proud of that because if you can give people a way to figure out, okay, here's how you can keep doing it and win. Yeah. Like, how do, you, how do you guys do that? So I'm curious for your podcast. Like, what's your success? <laughs> As in, how do you quantify the success of your show? Like, you've not been doing it that long. Like, yep. what was it? for you that was like man this is doing it now this is real before we get into into that one i mean i'm like my fingers are itching here because i love the conversation that was happening right now right like the strong why behind the habit i love that and you know i agree and disagree a little bit 
because oh, I love this. I love, I, I I love think the debate. I'm not a big fan of like motivation, right? To say it in that way, because motivation is very unstable. You know how many people you get at the beginning of the year saying they're gonna lose. I don't know how many weights and they start and two weeks later they're not doing exercise and they're and they're just like banging chips in the sofa you know like so yeah. so the motivation wasn't <laughs> that big enough but then you talk about those quick wins and yeah. i think that's different right like motivation and momentum are two different yeah, well, two well, different animals I, I, the way i like to think about it is um and again this comes from me and stanley but it's this idea of discipline versus surrender right like discipline mm is a million times better than motivation. Like you've got to be disciplined, right? Yep. Like I'm only motivated 20% of the time. Let's be oh, honest, like yeah. most of the time I'm like- Just when no. I wake up. <laughs> right, but if you become disciplined to do yeah. things that you have a strong why behind, it's really powerful. Like um, one one story that I share with a lot of people about this and, and I don't share this that publicly because I don't want people to like hate on me because of the food I eat, but 99% of my diet is mostly plant-based, right? Like yeah. I don't eat meat, or a lot of dairy or anything like that. I will occasionally, like I'm not, I'm down to have like a, you know, a good steak if it's going <laughs> on the barbecue, like once a year, but yeah. mostly I'm not. And the reason why I'm not is that my dad and my family and a lot of people in my family have a heart condition. Like my granddad died at 50 from heart disease. Yeah. My dad had a heart attack at 55. And when that happened, it made me rethink. Yeah. Wow. Like, could that happen to me? And this is why I think the powerful why is so important because what it does is just like you saying here, it instills the discipline because your yeah. why is really strong, like motivation shit. But if you have a habit that you can actually be disciplined to follow, the, the thing that drives most habits is that why. Like, it's easy for yeah. me to eat the right food I want to eat because I have that strong why of like, hey, I don't want to die when I'm 50. Right. That's a really strong why, which helps me to build that habit and it helps me to be disciplined. And, and that's that's mostly where I'm going, because I agree. Yeah. No, I think motivation is no good. And I, and I like where you're going right now with the why behind it. I think, yes, uh, that 100 you need that strong why behind it. But I do think when you start building it, you cannot go all out again in the content side. I'm not like, oh, we're going to do the whole production because, again, you're going to get to five episodes oh, and then put it back in the closet. Right. right? I, I love the MVC, by the way, guys, like in our, <laughs> in our business, we have, we have MVP. It's minimum viable podcast. So There I love the go. MVC, yeah. minimum viable content. Cause I'm all about that. Like my students will tell you, it's like every week with Jamie, it's like, just do the minimum, yeah. and get it done. Dude, like, get they, it done. they hate me. Cause I'm like, did you get it done? They're like, no, I'm like, get it done then. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if your cover photo is a square with a picture of a stick man on it Dude, just get it done that's so funny because actually like we came up with that concept one day we were like minimal viable content and we're like whoa you know like we heard the gong going going in the wow. in the office we're like what just happened and then i was reading um actually about building habits and someone was talking about the minimum viable effort Right, and I was like, "No way!" I was like, That's "This it. is insane!" Yeah, yeah. I, so I, it's all along those lines, and I, yeah. I, I love how they intersect, right? And I think now, now we can go with the question that, yeah, that I, you asked. I us. think <laughs> you know, it's you have to have a north, right? For us, 100%. this was we 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 believed that this was a way out for the situation that happened to us before COVID, right? We are working primarily with brick and mortars, and uh, when everything closed. 
we were in a predicament where we literally, when we received this call, it was about nine locations that called us and they were like, guys, like there's no paycheck coming on your, your Dude, way. A lot, lot of agencies going through that right now. A Ex lot of agencies going through that. Exactly. So, you know, you can ask him. I just, I just sat in my chair and I just like leaned back and I was like, I think we're going out of business. This is going to be bad. And I had to go outside. I took a break. I walked out and thought or not thought. It was just a blur those two first days. And we're like, okay, look. <laughs> We talked about publishing for a long time. This is a, a way to pivot. Like, how can we do this? And we see, we, we, we also have this term called collateral revenue, right? It might not be money in your pocket right away, but it's the relationships that you might be building, is the referrals that you might be getting, is the people that you know, is the value that you're getting, right? And uh, one of the things is belief. Like we believe that this thing works because we've seen it happen, yeah. right? And then it's like, okay, once we get started, then we can, you know, we can monetize it, for example, because for us, yes, 100% that has been an objective from the very beginning. It's like, how can we monetize this so we can survive, right? So we believe, we don't know how, but if we don't publish, that's not going to happen. So how do we publish? Okay, remove the friction. What are the elements that are adding to the friction for us to publish? Okay, editing the video. So, okay, perfect. We want to be in video. We're okay. We're comfortable with that. Then go video. If you're not comfortable with video, that's fine. Still publish, you know, no cameras, you know, shutters, whatever you want, right? But publish. <laughs> so what's the other element? Okay, we do have the equipment. We're lucky that we invested in this thing a, a while back. So awesome. What can we do with this? We want music in the background. Okay, let's load all the music in there what are the notes how are we conducting our interviews okay well let's come up with a script so we don't have to think about this every single time that adds friction so again remove the friction to the objective that you want and then you can execute according to your resources either that's time or money right so once we get it going we're like okay the first 20 episodes that's just us talking we gotta get comfortable in the on the mic and uh try you know to hide our accent or accentuate <laughs> our accent a little bit more that's okay whatever it's not gonna be good looking and then it's like okay well this is amazing we're having a blast what else can we do i think Let my girlfriend would disagree i think if she was here she's like no this podcast is really good looking like uh, <laughs> yes man, maybe on you, your side you. of the camera <laughs> not on my side no no, 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 no. <laughs> awesome well thank you for that uh, and then we're like okay we're just having a blast and then i think it was around number five episode number 10 it was like really really close because we actually told people what we do on the show we actually got in a ton of DMs and we actually got our first client out of it. They're like, guys, I love wow. what you guys do. Can we jump on a call and see what we can what we can do together? I'm like, perfect. Because the intention was there. The intention yeah. was to help people with our service. And we put it out there, right? And I think a lot of people are afraid of that because if they want to help and monetize, maybe they don't know what to do, right? Maybe they're confused. Maybe they don't they don't they're not sure like if they can actually help people. But the best way to do that that we found is like, put it out there. Like the yep. market is gonna tell you, right? Um, Todd Brown says that, right? Be a student of the market. Go out, ask people like, hey guys, what do you guys wanna learn? I wanna learn about this, this and that. Oh, perfect, I got the solution. You wanna jump on a call and I can help you out and then we figure something out? Yes. You just this monetize is why I love your, about your guys' stuff as well, because like we were talking before the podcast got started, and I was saying like, I, and it's kind of funny because like what what we teach, I was like, I'm sure these guys are doing that. Like I can just, I can, I just got that feeling. Like, so I, I asked you guys it. before, and what I love, what I love about it is like you guys are speaking to your dream customers, and what you were just saying, Eloise, is is powerful because. It's kind of funny. I'm just called by you, Lewis. Like, <laughs> which good. one am I speaking to? It's like, yes. Uh, it's, like, it's, a, it's a shortcut. 
not the not the funds. Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> but what's really powerful about this is that like by speaking to your dream customer, yeah. and this is what I love. Like you guys spoke to your dream customer, not just like in the audience, but actually on the podcast. Yes. And you said like you guys said, and I'll I'll, I'll hear from you guys, but. What's powerful is just by speaking to your dream customers, you get so much more clarity about how you can help those people. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then they just ask you about it. Like this is how I did my first ever podcast close completely by accident. And it's kind of funny because you guys said the same thing happened. Yep. It's like you speak to your dream customer and then they're like, hey, how can I pay you? And you're like, wow, I had no intention of interviewing you and selling to you. But hey, if you want to buy my stuff, like absolutely amazing. And I, and I love that you just said like speak to the dream customer. Even 100%. if you don't know what you're going to sell yet, just go and speak to them, interview yeah. them, yeah. like find out about them and it will come to you. Yeah, I think a big moment for us too was we, we once heard Myron speaking right at one of Steve's event and he was saying like, just make offers. Like people are not <laughs> going to know you're willing to help them if you don't tell them that you want to help them, right? Yeah. And we were like, wow, like such a, such a revolutionary <laughs> idea, right? Like just tell people. And that's actually yeah. before the 45 live, before, before we started yeah. it for the first time. And when we started it, we're like, dude, like, let's just talk about our document, right? The same as the journey on your podcast. We're like, we just document our day related to what we do. And then at the end, we're going to make offers. Hey, day 20. We, we didn't have people commenting on our, on our 45 live. Nothing. Maybe once in a while, right? The viewers was like two while well, winning live, but hey, it doesn't matter. We're still doing it. We we have those that we call the silent watchers, right? And or, or listeners in case or, of Damien's case, yeah. And it, it was actually- <laughs> Silent watchers, that sounds like that creepy lady from no, no, next but, door, like <laughs> looking through the curtains. Yeah. Like, yeah but, it, it might be like that, but listen to the story because this is amazing. And I think this is a, a very big, massive teachable moment here because uh, sometimes we get like sucked in by those numbers. Are yeah. people actually listening? Are people actually watching? And then we don't see them at first, but they actually are because of the, what happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were doing, and then again, day 20, this one guy reaches out to my brother. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm doing a content dinner. I've seen what you're doing in your in your 45 lives like do you guys want do you want to come to the content dinner my brother was like yeah sure why not i had no idea you were watching the videos like he's never commented he's never nothing. showed up nothing. nothing and he goes to the content dinner eighty thousand dollar a year contract with a with a company that he's working with right wow. because of that no day 20. yeah no such thing as a free dinner but apparently so in this case huh <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it was amazing and you know to this day he, he remains uh first a dear friend and yeah. second a great business partner and then we did an experiment it's like hey let's try these offers thing like we, let's be direct with it and it was probably like a, we, we're trying it on instagram just a crappy post we drew like a number five in this like page and we're like hey guys we're taking five people to for for this like uh content frameworks call who wants in We had, a, I think, about 20 people go through the call because the response was massive. And none of them, none of them ever, like, we did, commented, we commented liked, yep. nothing. They were like, hey, guys, I'm here. I've been watching the videos. I know what you guys do. Can we do this? So, you know, yep. take that like, as an offer. Yeah. People want to be helped. They, they want the help, right? They're just waiting for the moment that someone asks the question, pretty much, and say, hey, do you need help? I'm here willing to help you, right? And I think that's... Talking about those quick wins, right, that you were talking about, I agree 100%. You know, I want people to start getting clients, getting business in the first couple episodes if possible, right? Because that gives you even more motivation to keep doing it. And you're like, wow, like, this is real. I can keep going. But if people don't make offers, that is going to be very, very difficult for them to happen. 
100 percent the Jamie, office I, thing is huge jamie i think you you I, I want you to like um how do i put this let's see you, you you told us earlier right you deal with a lot of people that are starting in this journey right that this might be like very very challenging you know we we're very fortunate because we feel very comfortable on camera, but not a lot of people do that. So what would be your maybe number one advice to people that are thinking like this is a journey and uh, and what what should they do to, to get started, right? Man, I love this one. Do you guys ever see my ad where I'm wearing a pair of underpants on my head? I have. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> oh, I, my targeting needs to get better. So I, um, I, I, I mentioned that because this is one of the strategies. So the, the number one fear of people across the globe isn't death it's public speaking and yes. public speaking is the number one fear people are more afraid of speaking in front of people than they are of dying now you think about that that's pretty sobering right that's it a is. huge reality and unfortunately the power of video is that it does feel like speaking in front of people right so what yeah. you always find is that video has a lot of the same associations for people that ingrained public speaking fear and it yeah. can come from school, it can come from deeper, it can come from thinking that people are going to laugh at you, all of those things, right? And the biggest challenge that people get is that they have that fear that happens. And first of all, what I love about podcasting is that, you know, unless you put yourself in front of that live audience, yeah. you don't get that feedback, you don't have that um, that problem, and people still consume it. You know, one, yeah. of the, one of the challenges with Facebook, for example, is that if you're not live and you do videos, like sometimes people don't watch it unless you yep. push people to it, right? Exactly. Like what, 5% of people see it? That's why I like about podcasting is you can pre-record something and you know people are going to actually consume it. But going back to the underpants on the head story, I actually um, interviewed this really amazing entrepreneur called Wendy Hart, and she's a, she's a brain neuroscience. I was kind of laughing because you remember we talked about people giving you like um, crap in like ads in comments <laughs> yeah. like someone's like hey why have you got underpants in your head i was like oh my friend wendy she's like a brain neuroscience person i think anyway i i i, I don't know it's something to do with brains anyway i interviewed <laughs> on a show and the idea behind it is that by doing something super extremely silly your brain actually releases the opposite chemical of fear oh. so um i don't know if you guys have ever seen this but people like Pr chris pratt you know, uh, amazing actors are constantly being silly on their like Instagram stories. Yes. And it's actually a strategy and a technique to be okay and to get rid of any of those fears. So Wendy, like when she gets people to do public speaking, she gets them putting on armbands. She gets them putting like underpants on their head. <laughs> anyway, so she tells me this in my interview. I'm like, I'm going to do this tomorrow. So I go live and I do a lesson with my podcast students and Gina ends up like snapping some pictures. But it was a really great hack and then people started doing it. Like in the Amazing. lessons we were teaching, people started being super silly. Like they would put like their favorite music on and they would like squawk out at the top of their voice just singing outrageously wearing like you know random pieces of clothing on like the wrong body parts and they just had so much fun and laughter and silliness that yeah. all the fear of what they were about to do just dissipated and it was incredible but it was kind of funny because the lady in the facebook comment was like oh you interviewed her and you don't even know what she does you must be a terrible podcast person <laughs> no, no, no. Like, super mean super mean to me i was like i, I don't know it was like a year ago like she's like, what did i do to you <laughs> like a brain person right and anyway so that was kind of funny dude but, I, you know, i that love that so sorry i i, I love that because i feel like i didn't know the the science factor behind it, the explanation but I feel like we have been doing it in a certain <laughs> way. For example, we went to Podfest right before coronavirus hit, right? And they had this karaoke night, right? Ooh, yeah. Absolutely amazing. But 
we're not we love karaoke but we rarely go and do it honestly like the last time i did it probably was i don't know how many years ago and this person that we met at the at the festival she's like hey let's do a duet you're gonna be this guy i'm gonna be this we're gonna sing i was like yeah sure whatever but i was so nervous <laughs> Terrified. first because i don't sing second because it was literally and i was like man like i'm gonna get sweaty pits it's gonna be horrible <laughs> the spotlight's as, on you yeah, we're as, all gonna see it <laughs> as soon as i got on stage i'm like whatever like i'm my mind is like i need to make a fool of myself so it just goes up from there right yeah and i literally i don't know how to break dance but i literally started pretending that i could break dance <laughs> and i and i roll on the ground and i like do like that little ball that is like rolling and then landed like that with my hand <laughs> on my head dude and everybody's like cracking up and i get up dude zero nerves like they were all gone and now that you're explaining this to me i'm like wow that's a real reason what an awesome <laughs> hack this is absolutely it. amazing so guys it. go cool. and be cool. silly like before the trolls come in i just want to clarify <laughs> i don't know anything about that like wendy just told me in an interview so exactly. like brain stuff okay yeah like, brain stuff brain stuff that's no, what i'm gonna call it <laughs> I, I love i love that that that's your action point and everybody can can have like their own silly thing so i think yeah. for the next episode we're gonna come up with underwear in our heads so, or we can yeah, come with the, the power I mean, you guys, ranger you guys are good because your intro is pretty silly anyway right it's like <laughs> fun and like and like you get hype for it like that's perfect yeah it and another funny story with the intro we never had that intro like if you listen to probably the first five episodes you will hear you know the regular one very you know maybe professional maybe but then i think it was with steve larson actually he came into the show and we're like oh my god like this is this is honestly a digital stage so if you're yeah. interviewing somebody like how can we make an experience memorable how can we Different. make it laugh so then yeah. they also you know their guard you know gets down and then we can have an awesome conversation so you know we started you know typing things out where like i would like I guess I will like sketch it out and then I'll be like, Fonzie, go ahead and Fonzify it, you know, make it funny because he's a funny guy. And, <laughs> and then he will like add this like flair and then we're like, okay, if this goes south and then Steve doesn't like it, he might just like go like yeah. end the when call. I, what is the worst that can happen? The worst he's going to tune out and just leave. Like, and, well. and you know, and the first thing, the first time that we did it, we actually, same red light, right? And then we had the capital speak and we brought the capital speak on and we're like, oh, welcome. And you know, we put the same song that he bring, like that, that he got uh, on stage. And uh, dude, he just like laughed like crazy. And we're like, oh my gosh. It was I, so reassuring, honestly. It was, it was reassuring. <laughs> so, you know, it, I guess on the silly side, yeah, it was silly on our end, you know, with our guest, but at the same time, it's a respectful silly, right? Like we, we say things that are true. We say things that we want to mm -hmm. elevate our audience, right? And that's part of like, if you elevate the, on that interview side, it's like, how can we, how can you make that experience for the guest a little bit better, right? After, right, you, you've conquered your own fear, I guess, right? That, that's the first step, like conquer your own fear and then go and, and replicate it with somebody else. So I, I love that you brought that point, yeah, man. No, awesome. and, and I love it. Yeah, I'm and guys, like your <laughs> intro brings a great atmosphere into the mood because like we're all about like, all right, well, you pre-record it and whatever, but like you don't play that to the guests. So you just start and maybe you give them a nice intro, but like the energy of that intro is fantastic. So thank props you. to you guys. Like it thank you. really immerses you in it. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I, and I want to say thank you for keeping the energy up for the whole hour that we've been going on, man. You crushed it. We're like, okay, so just to, you know, wrap things up because I, I we know that the girlfriend is out there and she's hungry and we yeah, might- dude, she gets hungry, like my, yeah. my people here in the comments, they'll tell you, Gina gets hungry, it's like game over, right? Game <laughs> over, so. We can, we can hear the tables now, it's like. <laughs> Sorry, shaking. But uh, but yeah, dude, so there's uh, a couple of, la two questions left. Uh, the first one is like, obviously, 
content's profit and, and we talk it because we connect it with a sales process. We connect it with a, with a revenue creating process, right? So, but we want to motivate people. We want to like push them to take action, right? Maybe motivation is not the word. We might, we might have to change because Fonzie <laughs> doesn't. Discipline We want to discipline. Discipline. There we go. People to, to take action, you know? And I think this is something that you do really, really well with your, with your audience and with your Facebook group. Um, yep. Where would you be if you were not publishing? You know, this is this is actually a scary thought because I'd never considered that question. And honestly, what what I could probably have seen happening if I didn't publish is that I wouldn't have made as many friendships. I wouldn't have made as many connections. I wouldn't have been elevated. I mean, we haven't got time to go into it now, but like when I went to Steve Larson's Offermind after three months of publishing, like after seeing Stacey Martino on stage and never speaking to her, she walked past me and was like, hey, Jamie, like that would never have happened yeah. if yeah. I hadn't been connecting with people via podcast. And I, and I bring that up not to be like, oh, look at me, Stacey knows me, right? But like, that's crazy. Like that person is a million dollar business owner who I've never met before in my entire life. And because of publishing, she now knows who I am. Wow. And that opened a conversation and it was another conversation and the opportunities that you get put in front of you, you just won't even believe where you could be in six months, nine months, 12 months time. Like it's great when you have amazing results in the first three months, but like it's insane. Like nine months after I started my podcast, Russell Brunson asked me to speak on his stage wow. to his mastermind. Amazing. That's like insane. Like those are thirty to $50,000 people and there were other people inside. It wasn't just me. There was other people that got to speak as well. But like that opportunity Amazing. was presented to me and that's insane. And if you don't publish, I honestly feel like it's the secret to breaking through. Mm. Like if you look at every successful person, Russell Brunson, when did he start his podcast? When his business had failed, he just fired 300 people, started marketing in your car. Before ClickFunnels even happened, they're approaching a billion dollar valuation today. Yeah, Steve wow. Larson started his podcast before he had business. Within 18 months, he's done over $5 million in revenue. It's insane. And like wow. so many successful people, Josh Forty was like depressed, upset on his floor, mm -hmm. threw his agency away because he was absolutely burnt out. Yes. Started Think Different Theory, completely changed his mindset. Now he's done multiple seven figures for multiple different clients. He's had a successful exit. The dude has never been happier. Like yeah. there's so many examples of businesses that are built and formed and created and grown on the back of publishing. And just in my opinion, podcasting is the easiest way to start doing that and to scale. It's ridiculous. Love it. Dude, I love how you put it. <laughs> Secret of breaking through. Wow. I never heard that uh, in that way. It just makes so much sense, man. Ah, oh, you're your wisdom thank Woo! you thank you i a hundred uh, like i think a thousand percent yeah. agree with that answer just because we were in the same situation you know Literally. as soon as we started publishing we were able to double at first and then we're about to triple our sales from like the last like six I mean, I'm, months i'm like, excited insane. to see where you guys go with this because honestly Dude. like your production quality is so high and you're consistent thank and you. you're just getting started <laughs> Like, where are you going to be in six months, 12 months time? That's what I'm the most excited about. Like, I'm Thank you, be man. Fan and, of and we appreciate you for being part of the journey. Two flags like this. <laughs> Just two L's. <laughs> no, yeah, we appreciate you. you for being part of this journey, man. And obviously, you know, we're going to definitely continue this relationship. We hope that your audience, man, is getting the most yeah. out of this uh, because you brought your A, triple A game tonight. And uh, we're excited for that. You know what I'm the most excited about? That next event, when all these things open, when we see you, we're gonna be like, hey, Jamie, and you're gonna be like, what's up, Luis? Those guys 
know me because of the podcast. That's so crazy. That's how we're going to be. We're like, dude, when you leave, we're going to be like, yo, Jamie said hi to us. Jamie. <laughs> I love it. Jamie, oh, how, how, dude, how can people find you? How can people connect with you? How can they learn more about you or be part of your crew, your tribe? How can they do it? I mean, oh, I, thank you so much because it's been such fun to be here. And honestly, guys, if you want to find out more about how you can actually start getting started in publishing and podcasting specifically, um, you guys can head to join Podcasting 101 to come into our Facebook community. Um, the number one thing that I actually want to get you guys to do, because like we're doing this live right now, so um, but it's, you know, it's not actually happening yet. But if you're watching this on the recording, Like it's game day, baby. Like we are yeah. relaunching our brand new podcast. We haven't yet announced what the name is. So I think I'm going to spill the guts here. Hopefully Gina isn't too Ooh, upset. Baby, But our brand new podcast is being rebranded from the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast to become the Changemakers Podcast. It's launching Ooh. on August 4th. If you guys want to come and check it out, head and search for Changemakers in the podcast. Um, iTunes chart in Apple podcast. Go and check out the show. I haven't actually got mapped out what we're guy what we're going to be promoting and giving away, but it's us. We'll be giving away a crap ton of awesome stuff. Yeah. So go and check out the podcast. It's Change Makers on iTunes in I podcast, and I would love for you guys to check out the new show as well. I think it's going to be wild. Awesome, man! Yes, if you are listening, we're going to be listeners for sure. Yes, and if you're listening today, is August 4th, so go out check everything that Jamie yep. just said because uh, yeah, you have to. It's amazing. Yeah, you'll regret yeah. it. I bonus as well like it's not just me like gina is coming on the show and she's freaking hilarious it's it's gonna be double awesomeness double awesomeness <laughs> guys well jamie thank you so much for your time don't leave we have like two minutes with you uh again if you're listening please go ahead and uh check jamie's platform group yeah. podcast go listen to his change new makers podcast. podcast oh man dude this was amazing What a great time with you, Jamie. I appreciate you. And uh, with that being said, yes, thank you so much. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button. Don't forget to subscribe to the Contents Profit Podcast. Follow us on social media at BeastBrosCo. That's right, guys. And if you found this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. See ya.